Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. I've been engaged with small, medium-sized businesses in various capacities for over 20 years now. If you like SMB-related discussion, we have the mother of all lineups on Fridays here at talkradio.myc. You have Tommy D on philanthropy and focus before me, which almost had me in tears this morning. Uh, Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web after me and Joseph Franklin McElroy on wise content creates wealth later on today. A very happy Mother's Day to all of the mommies out there, especially to my wife, Jackie. I thought this little picture of us sporting sombreros and mustaches would be fun to share with you guys, considering we're right in between Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day. Also, uh, to my mom, Helene, happy Mother's Day. Quick picture of my brother and I with mom looking as awkward as possible during those teenage years. Leave that up there for a minute. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend that these crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten, they're tossed aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. On Always Friday, we'd like to take advantage of that freedom uh, and clarity that we have coming on the weekend to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, which is a little deeper meaning for you guys. It's not just a play on words. I do believe that the freedom of the weekend does bring some thought leadership and clarity. So I've got my shades on. I'm ready to hang out with my good friend here, Dr. Dorothy. So today's topic of discussion, heart-centered leadership. As Mother Day, Mother's Day is upon us, it seemed really fitting for us to speak with someone who brings experience, wisdom, and humor to the show, as only someone who has really walked the walk can do. As it relates to the SMB world, when business leaders are survi surviving, the company survives. When leaders are thriving, the company thrives. With this very special guest, organizational leaders learn to build a culture so that their teams share their vision, causing them to do more than expected, and everyone thrives with one shared vision and purpose. The result is a culture of creativity, joy, and engagement. Our special guest offers pragmatic tools for change, problem solving, and growth. She's known for leaving her audiences laughing, inspired, and ready to create change within themselves and their company as soon as they leave her presence. She's also been known to say, when we fear not being enough, we have lost sight of being more than was ever imagined. So while we were on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be talk. Talk is cheap, obviously. The goal is to use the insight on the SMB landscape, take it, harness it, create some more impact come Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the magic bullet. In my travels, products change every single day in every facet of our lives, both business and personal. No substitute for having the right people first, focusing on the process that's going to help you get to your goals. If you do this, the right products will be there. I promise you people, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show for you here today. Our special guest is none other than Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, PhD, master trainer, international speaker, best-selling author, visionary leadership coach, and confidant. Dr. Dorothy, uh, 
is also past president of the National Speakers Association of Connecticut, founder of four companies, including the Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences, where as a leader in the field of integrative health in the US for 19 years, she trained thousands, including physicians, nurses, and other medical practitioners, as well as non-medically trained individuals in the multidimensional field of energy medicine. In addition, Dr. Martin Neville founded a nonprofit institute for energy medicine research to support her team's work being funded while researching the psychological and spiritual causes of various diseases. A lot of deeper meaning there. Dr. Martin Neville's experiences as co-chair of the advisory board of a multi-million dollar frontier medicine grant, recipient of NIH grant funding to research her work in fibromyalgia, a clinical instructor at the University of Connecticut Medical School, a graduate teacher, and the founder of a pioneer school in integrative health, has expanded her ability to support her clients far beyond pure business and leadership success. There is a clear understanding that healthy leaders who are thriving create a healthy culture in businesses that are thriving as well. Dr. Martin Neville's years in an orphanage being raised in the housing projects of South Boston, becoming a Catholic nun, an international airline stewardess, an expat living on the Caribbean island of Anguilla for 10 years, and so much more have taught her far more than most about having vision, living your dreams, adaptability, reinventing yourself, and trusting that there is a spiritual purpose for everything in this life. Finally, as a psychotherapist, Dr. Dorothy was in practice for 20 plus years, seeing 42 patients a week. Combining her well-developed skills in that area, she brings firsthand knowledge to the challenges facing leaders on a spiritual, emotional, and physical level both personally and professionally. In supporting individual executive coaching clients and recognizing their unique leadership style along with their spiritual purpose, Dr. Dorothy brings a great deal of humor and faith, both needed qualities in calling others to live this journey fully than, rather than surviving it. Dr. Dorothy knows that combined success in health, balance and life is imperative. Every one of us, regardless of position, is called to live an authentic, purpose-filled life of leadership. As a result, her goal is, is in supporting her clients and achieving all of this and so much more while continuing to teach the impact of beliefs, the stories we tell ourselves, stress, and exercise on health. Dr. Dorothy is one of the most ideal people to discuss this topic with us here today. I can't think of anything better. And as obviously, we're going to get to my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist that you'd like to hear play it? Dr. D, welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you on the show. It is so good to be here. I listen to that and I think, God, that woman has been busy. <laughs> I, I agree. I was like, is there anything you haven't done yet? But it, it, in, the, in the spirit of going down memory lane, Please share with us how you got to where you are today in uh, a couple minutes. Um, just point it, you went through so much of it already, but to go through it, it's just that um, having worked as a therapist for years, and I started in social work when I was in religious life, later became a psychotherapist. Working in therapy, I really recognized how much I absolutely love people. Um, we're all just a wee bit crazy. We all have our own idiosyncrasies. And when you can appreciate that rather than judge it, you know, you really get to enjoy all the people you meet and see that we're all walking the same journey. 
And so after doing therapy for 20 years, 20 plus years, um, I left, you know, I left the country, as you know, when I came back, started working part time with with patients again, and realized many of those coming in didn't need therapy. They were in executive positions or some form of leadership or entrepreneurial position. And they really had no clue how to lead. They weren't needing in therapy, they were needing to know how to be effective leaders. And what happened is that when I left this country, there was no such thing as coaching other than sports coaching, you know, and so I thought, okay, let me check out what that is trained with the woman who had really developed Tony Robbins programs and um, Marina Del Rey and thought, okay, I want to support folks really understanding what leadership is and what it isn't. And if you're going to have a, powerful, powerful, creative and evolving company. And why have a stagnant company? It's, there's no place to go when you're stagnating. If you're going to have a powerful evolving company, you best be a powerful evolving soul yourself and keep on going. And uh, humor didn't exist a lot in the upper levels of leadership in most companies as I saw it. And so empowering and women and supporting men and letting go of the imposter syndrome and empowering women with the ability to stand up and own it really became a fun balance of working with men and women in leadership. And so here I am. I thought that that was great background. What, what was, what's the imposter sim, in syndrome? Elaborate on that for me for a moment. Um, if you really talk and they're willing to be honest with you, there's a lot of folks in the upper levels of management within the C-suite or, or not that have a feeling they are pay, playing a role that they don't really know what they're doing. They're not really good at it. They don't have a clue where to go from here. And they're there because of an image they believe of who they are supposed to be. And if I have this image of this is what a leader looks like, this is what a leader think and does. And I'm trying to pretend that's what I think and do and that's who I am. I feel like an imposter and I'm waiting to fall on my face at some point in time. If, however, we can bring somebody into a sense that there are different types of leaders, you know, we have thought leaders, we have team leaders, we have visionary leaders, organization leaders, we've got all kinds of leaders out there that, ooh, what a leader really is, is somebody willing to walk in front of the pack, somebody who willing, who is willing to risk being the first one out of the gate, all right? and taking the vision or the culture of the company and really making the company so much more than it is today. That's all it is. There is no sense of how you are supposed to do that, who you are supposed to be when you do that, what personality, what leadership style, what thought process, because you're the gift you bring to the organization. And if they have a duplicate of the first leader all the way up through the decades, if not the centuries, Where's the growth? Yeah. You've got to be different than the one before you. You know, um, pick up the best traits that you know, incorporate them into who you are, and then you get to live them in a unique way. Then there's no imposter anywhere, and you get to bring the best of who you are. So much more impactful than do as I say, not as I do, right? Never. Yeah. (laughs) So I like to sit out by my fire pit that we built last year in the backyard and, you know, just tell a quick story. And, you know, as we kick this off, you know, I think a lot about the differences between leadership and management. And that's where I see a lot of that disconnect happen, you know, where it's looked at as, you know, leadership is really just a title and people are 
treating things as as management like a project Mm -hmm. and it's like it's you can't manage people that way and you can't share stories effectively that way leadership is the way you typically want to go but many choose management and then they don't really own their decision and recognize that there's a lack of leadership and it's it's something that's kind of maddening and if it is for me i know it must be for you uh Mm -hmm. we were talking a little while ago it's something that comes to mind for me is the famous richard branson quote that he penned in 2014 that says train people well enough so they can leave, treat them well enough so they don't want to. I feel like this thought, I have him hovering right over my head, you know, just thinking about this. But, you know, this is, you wrote an article very recently, and we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. But, you know, really about using your values as your guidepost in leadership and in life. I'm going to kick things off with this when we come back, because to me, this is so important about just the, the people first type of concept and really leading by example. But we're going to dive into it when we come back. We'll be right back with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, master trainer, coach, author, all of the above, right here on Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader, the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everyone. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, but it's not just me. It's me and Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, also known as Dr. D, uh, speaker, trainer, coach, master in the world of transformational leadership. So want to kick things over real quick to an article that Dr. D put together just a little over a week ago. Again, values as your guidepost in leadership and in life. And just a quick excerpt from this article, which I think is a great way to kick off the conversation today. In accepting that we are all leaders, whether of major organizations as entrepreneurs or simply in our own homes, a key factor in recognizing how well we are doing is looking at how well we are living our values. Sadly, on occasion when I've asked others what their core values are, they've had no idea. I've never thought about it. I've never considered them important. My question for them is how can they be certain they're living the traits, lifestyle, or career that truly fits them if they cannot even identify their core values? I truly have no judgment here, only concern. It is so easy to get caught up in the rush and stress of productivity and getting things done, that completion is the only thought on our minds. Recognizing our values and keeping them conscious is a great way to truly be in alignment with yourself, your peace, and your joy. It also calls you to see how you want to walk in this world. So for the method part of our show here today, Dr. D, the scientific piece, the what do you do, how do you do it, how do you go to market for it, I like I, I have a whole bunch of different bullet points that you're you know very kind enough to post on your site as far as the method behind your madness. But I, I just thought this was a great way to kick things off. So talk to us a little bit about the method behind your madness. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? In terms of this here, the, the whole leadership component, it is um, what I do is obviously you deal with people where they are. You have to meet them where they are and where is it they want to go. And from my perspective, that if my first thought is, where are you in Wicked Smart? Yeah, thank you, darling. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, in case you guys haven't heard, uh, Dr. D has a little bit, bit of a New England accent. So <laughs> Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> but, but it's where, where are you and where do you want to go? And those, those two questions allow me to begin to see where the difficulties are and what somebody needs in order to be supported to get where it is they want to go because they may be going in the opposite direction and yet wondering why they're not getting where they think they're going. It's amazing. One of the things you talked about a moment ago, Steve, was um, about management and leadership. Management um, is really about maintaining it's about making things run smoothly, a project run smoothly, making sure things are in alignment with where you're going. Leadership isn't about management at all. Leadership is about taking a vision to the next level. You don't want to maintain. You want to keep shifting and growing and changing so that things get progressively better. So one of my first thoughts with folks is, what are you doing? Are you managing or are you leading? what's happening for you. And let's look at your values. Let's look at the vision of your company. Let's look at what it is you're here to accomplish. And is everything you are doing focused on getting you to that end point? And if you're running in circles in fear, trying to maintain while you're also trying to lead, we're back into that old adage of working in the business and working on the business. And if all you're doing is working in it, there's no leadership. You're running in circles and getting more and more frightened because you're seeing the stagnation that's starting. 
Stagnation exists if you're not moving forward, if you're not progressing, and you can't do it while you're managing. You can only do it in leadership. So I, I check out what are the styles of leadership they have? Are they a thought leader? And if somebody is a great thought leader and you have a product, they may end up with five different ideas that you can use for that product for, or five different ways to shift and change that product. So now you have six products instead of one. And an effective leader can do that. Um, but a manager isn't. They're going to be so busy keeping that one style going that they're not thinking out of the box. So a thought leader does that. The idea, however, is that a thought leader can just create all of these concepts. They're not very good at implementing them. They just have a great idea of coming up with them. They need to have somebody who has the ability to take those ideas to market, to sell it, the face of the company that can get out there and make people want what they don't even know they want, make people need what they don't even realize they don't need or they do need, all right? So it's really that that face that goes out into the visionary leader is the one that takes that vision out into the world after they've already created that vision for everybody who works at the company. If everybody who works at the company has a shared vision, they are now working for themselves as well as working for the company because they are living who they are within the context of a company that has a shared vision. Now you've got this solid team behind you. Now you can go and take it out into the world. You, you see the difference here that there's a thought leader isn't necessarily a visionary leader. And that visionary that can take it out may not be very creative, but they're amazing at taking an idea to market and, and bringing people around it. The, they have the charisma. They have that personality that gets people invested in the same vision and makes it happen. I think that those statements are very powerful, Dr. D. And it's you know, going back to all you're doing is working in the business, not on the business. If you allow yourself to be sucked into management as opposed to leadership, you mentioned the idea of fear coming up. Right. And I'm a big believer that when you make decisions based out of fear, most of the time you go in the wrong direction. Almost nine, nine times out of 10, you go in the wrong direction. And I, I find, I think there's something very, very powerful there, there to elaborate on is you know, when you, you know, feel when, when folks in SMBs get kind of pulled away from the leadership angle and into management, it does shift their focus and does promote some fear. And then the decisions that are being made come from a context of fear and it completely sends everything off in the wrong direction. Do you see the same thing happen? Well, yeah, because what happens is when you, when you make a decision based on your fear, you're in reaction. And when you are in a reactionary mode, you have no ability to be, have a clarity of vision. You have no ability to be grounded and solid about what needs to be done to get to where you want to go. Reaction keeps you running in a circle where you're trying to protect yourself. If you are busy protecting yourself, you can't be busy living your life. And so therefore, we all have fear. My, my feeling is that we all have it. It's learning how to walk with it. So you take the power away from it. When fear governs you, you're in reaction to the fear, not even in reaction to what's going on around you. You're in reaction to the fear. When you just accept, yeah, change is walking into the unknown. There's a bit of fear in that. But when you've walked into the unknown frequently, when you've been a leader long enough, and I mean truly a leader, not a manager, long enough, and you continuously walk into the unknown, you have an awareness that I always land on my feet. I may not always like where I land, but I landed on my feet, I can take a deep breath, go back into center, 
what was my intent? What did I want to accomplish here? Where did I go wrong? Not in judgment, not in blame. Where did I, what did I miss? Let me expand my understanding. Let me expand my experience and now my wisdom. And now that I have my wisdom, my knowledge and my experience, let me go back to clarity, what the vision was. Now I'm going to go again. And when you have a practice of doing that, you don't become overly frightened about continuously walking forward. You know, fear is there, welcome to humanity. But when you're here doing, to me, you're doing your purpose. And, and how do you know that? To me, when you're doing your purpose, you're filled with passion because you know you're doing what you're here to do. When you're living that purpose and you're filled with passion, you feel infinitely powerful because you have such clarity of vision. You know exactly what is going in. It's feeding you, which is making you feel more alive than you've been perhaps in a long while. And you want to keep that clarity of purpose, that passion, that purpose, and the vision going forward. It's so dramatically different than going in fear of like, oh, crap, if we don't change something now, it's going to fall apart. It's going to end. And now there's no creativity. Creativity doesn't live in survival. And leaders have to be continuously creative. And that means recognizing fear, putting it on a chair, and then you go forward without it, you know? I like that creativity doesn't doesn't live in survival, and you know fear. Yeah, it's out there. This is welcome to the human race, right? Like like you said, but you have you know a couple of bullet points here. Have you lost your passion and motivation? Do you have fears and challenges that are holding you back? I think the third one is one that we're going to talk about going into the next segment. Is your leadership not going the way you planned? Again, kind of a welcome to the human race type of thing. Fine, my plan didn't go according to plan. Congratulations. But, you know, especially in this past you know year and a half, a lot of things haven't gone the way people have planned and it's thrown everyone for a loop. You know, this one, I think, is going to be, uh, you know, a good discussion point as we go into the madness uh, of of your travels and of your observations, Dr. D. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, uh, transformational leadership coach, trainer, speaker, author. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Dr. D, Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, transformational leadership coach. We're going to get into a little bit of the madness in Dr. D's world, and I'm sure she's got no shortage of stories for us. But you know, just to something to kick us off here, you know, something that I that you had written that I wrote, uh, something that you written that I wrote down just from my own notes. Uh, leadership styles vary enormously, yet for any approach to be effective, it needs to reflect all of who you are with your mind, heart, and life purpose present and accounted for. Without even one of these elements, your life and, and your career simply becomes one of survival. And as we were just talking about, creativity doesn't exist in survival. So you need to have a little bit of a different outlook on things. So Dr. D, this is more the artistic observational part of the show, no subject to tab. We don't want to compromise client confidentiality, obviously, but you know, talk to us a little bit about some of the madness that you've seen out there. Um, quite a bit. Uh, God, well, where do you start? Um, really, really quite a bit. There's so much of uh, confusion about what it means to be a leader and what you're supposed to look like. Actually, I had a client in New York City, actually, and um, she was head of a certain size company. And was going to be doing some work with somebody in the same industry. And they were going to do work together for a couple of years, matching their, their teams. And then he would retire, she would buy him out, and she would have a much larger company. Unfortunately, he got sick a few months in. And um, with the contract, she bought him out much sooner than expected. Now, one of the things that happens is because I founded four companies, it's easy for me to teach how to outsource and how to insource and how to develop your teams and have an email written before you start when there's a merger like this, there's always going to be rumors. You know, folks love rumors. We're all going to be fired or this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Um, look at who fits the new culture you want to create. And as, as Sally is so common, she had never thought about creating a culture. And so she said, tell me what my culture is. I said, how on earth am I going to tell you what your culture is? This is your value system. Your value system defines your culture. So let's talk about what your 
culture, what your values are, so that we then can look at what culture you want to create. And once you've done that, and looking at all of the new and the old folks, who does or doesn't fit that culture? Because if they don't fit the culture, they don't belong in the new company. If they fit it, what do you want to do? This is a whole new company, and you're going to have some redundancy. Who wants to grow? Who wants to change? Who wants new positions? But have an email written before you let those who don't fit into the new culture go, because before they get back to their desk, rumors are spread, everybody's being fired. You know, so all of those kinds of things are, are easy for me, easy to do. I mean, some of this is pure logic if you've had, been in business for long enough. But the next component is that she saw herself as a mix of leader and manager. Mm-hmm of a certain size company. But now that she had divisions up and down the Eastern seaboard in Miami, in Naples, in Atlanta, in Philly, in, in Jersey, and in New York City, all of a sudden she had to see herself as a very different type of leader. She had to have a far larger energetic footprint. She had to have a far lighter sense of, larger sense of the world and how she fit in it because we can't see ourselves as a real power player out there if we're trying to play it small and make sure we don't make mistakes. If you're going to be a power player, you're going to make mistakes. Take a deep breath and get over it. All right. A mistake is just a mistake. (laughs) Oh, you mean like doing a live show? Like mistakes never happen? (laughs) It's going to happen. This to me is where humor and faith comes in. If you can't laugh at your own craziness, you're going to be in a lot of deep doo-doo to put it nicely, all right, you've got to laugh at your own craziness and the mistakes you make. When you take it too seriously, that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. If I was a good leader, I would never make a mistake. If I was a good leader, I'd always know what I was, where I was going. If I was a good leader, I'd always know what to say. Who the heck made up those fallacies? Because when you can go forward and, and sharing with her, much bigger energetic footprint, darling. You're now taking up the entire Eastern Seaboard. Do you want to take over the country? How big do you want this to go? Let me help you have a far bigger vision of what's possible. And if you don't want to go there, that's terrific. But if you want to go there, start preparing now to have that far larger energetic footprint as a human being, as a person, then as a leader, and then in your industry. So let's take a look at this because this size leader can't handle this size company, a much larger company, grow into it and make it happen without the whole illusion of what a leader looks like, because you're what you bring out to the table. And in some of that craziness, there becomes, well, maybe I'll just play small and I'll have other people run my company. Well, then are you really a leader? Let's look at how you cannot choose to play small and choose to be a leader. So there's these belief systems that fear creates, right? Fear creates belief systems, which then creates reactions. And then we want to know why the company's not going forward. Yeah, I, I think there you're so spot on. It's it's scary to me almost. I hope everyone out there is getting this. So, you know, it goes right along with that third bullet point that we were talking about out of, you know, some of the bullet points you have on your on your website, you know, is your leadership going the way that you planned? And, you know, right now with the way that we've all been living the last year and a half, you know, a lot of people have some crazy stories to put out there on that topic. And one thing that I find to be pretty awesome, but also comes with some baggage is, 
at the moment, you know, doing business with someone three blocks away is no different than doing business with someone 3000 miles away. So that does lend itself to a little bit more expansion. And some people are pursuing that with their SMBs, but a lot of times they're not set up for it and set up for the mindset for it with just their infrastructure and their foundation. Do you find the same? I do that. Um, we don't know how this is going to go. You know, I, I don't believe we're ever going to go back to the pre-pandemic model. Too many companies have learned that what's happening right now is they don't have to pay rent for these massive offices or half this street crap this staff is working at home. They don't have to pay those electric bills for all those computers. They don't have to pay for all of those things. So their expenses are down while their productivity can be the same if they learn as a leader to adapt to the shifts and the changes. And so uh, whether your client lives three houses away and they're working at home or they live in Australia and you're working with a global client, the difference is the amount of hours. You know, you can't work with them at nine our time because it's going to be in the middle of the night their time. So you shift and change. So that adaptation it's up to you. Again, if you're going to be a leader in your company, you're going to continue supporting its growth. And whether they are next door or in Australia, what are you going to do to have a culture? What pattern are you going to develop that lets everybody know, not only do you have a culture, but you have a level of service that is uniquely yours. And you can develop personal relationships in different ways. You have to learn a new way to relate to people online. You have to learn a new way of letting them know they are special online. You have to let your clients know you understand them, even though you may never have been in their office. And just because somebody's three houses down doesn't mean you've ever been in their home. Right? So... Um, what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? And that requires you to step back into creativity without fear that somebody else is going to do it better, without fear that you don't know everything you need to know. Nobody does. So let's step back. How are you going to do this? You know, so to me, it's it's whether we're talking virtual, whether we're talking the old way of of all the business meetings, all the travel we used to do. You know, I had a meeting, if you will, the other day, and all of us were talking about the travel, the travel we have done over the journey. You know, besides being an international airline stewardess and having a lot of travel, you know, as a speaker in nine countries, I've traveled extensively, you know. So um, we're not doing that. Doesn't for a moment mean we can't create relationships and still travel virtually. All right. And in some cases, relationships that are stronger than they were if you were spending all the time on the planes, trains, and automobiles to get to said locations and meet. Again, I'm somebody who likes the idea of shaking hands, giving hugs, kissing babies, having drinks. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we do have the virtual way is, for the most part, a really big positive. And then it gets into the discussion of how do you present the best virtual version of yourself, which I know a lot of folks are concentrating on and SMBs are trying to get better understandings of, and in some cases, better foundation and process for. But it all it comes down to the idea of really owning your leadership. And this is an ebook that you had put out a little while back, where, again, we go back to leadership versus management. And some people knowing that they need leadership, even deep down and being told they need leadership and gravitating towards management because it's the reaction-based type of thing, that your hair's on fire, the plates are spinning. And 
they don't really own the decisions that they've made and they kind of just are continually kicking the can down the road. So talk to us a little bit about really owning your decisions to become a leader and what that means and how to attack things that way. When you truly own your leadership, you are fully aware that this is the style of leadership I possess. I am a thought leader. I am a team leader. I am that supportive leader. I don't want to be front and center, but I want to have the back of the people who have front and center. Know what it is, or I want to be out there selling it. I want to be alone in a room because I love creating procedures and protocols. You guys do all the work. I'll be back here having a ball all by myself, creating procedures and protocols. Own it. Because if you can own your leadership style, you're not spending a whole lot of time beating yourself up for not having all the other leadership styles. And one of the things you mentioned a moment ago that I really would love to come back to is that what's the difference when you're virtual versus in office? If I can bring you to my fancy dancy office, you're going to be impressed with my surroundings, which takes a lot of pressure off of me. You don't need to be as impressed with me because you're impressed with my surroundings as well. So I sort of like kind of bought you there and now I can fill in the details. When it's you sitting in front of the computer, you're really being forced, you're it. You can't impress them with the surroundings. This is what you got. Well, thank God you could put some goofy things up on a green screen background because otherwise <laughs> I'd be completely boring during these discussions. But but yeah, I, I, I agree. And, but, you know, really getting down to the people side of things, the people, the stories, your story, their story, finding the story in the middle, that can be done virtually and over airwaves. And that's why I'm having a blast doing this with folks like you. Well, it, it can be done. And it's one of those things that you may have to learn how to do that. And again, it can be frightening, but you can learn how to be intimate, if I will, um, by really connecting with somebody's heart and soul here. And this forces relationship in a way that didn't have to take place when it was always in the office. You still needed a relationship there, but you could schmooze and, and, and do charm. When you're here and it's just us or just a small group of six, whatever the case may be, you really get seen and you have to learn to be comfortable doing relationship, perhaps in a more um, intimate or deeper way than you could do with flash and hide. And so we're back again is noting over oh, the wicked smart. Thank you, darling. So, so when we're back into it in it's face to face here, all the data, all the content in the world isn't where the sale is going to be made. Yep. And it's not in the drink I buy you, I can't buy you a drink or lunch or dinner. So it really is in, you're going to know here, do I truly see you? Do I truly see what you need, even when you're not expressing it? Can I see what needs be to be done and what you may want? Nobody could do cham like you, sweet hat. We'll be back in just a minute with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, transformational leadership coach, speaker, author. Stay with us. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. 
On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday, everybody, with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Dr. Dorothy Martin-Neville, transformational leadership coach, speaker, author, trainer, all of the above. If you guys like small, medium-sized business, SMB discussion, please stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock show. Always bound to pick up some pearls of wisdom with Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web. But back to Dr. D, we're going to bring things home on the subject of heart-centered leadership. Some great tidbits from Dr. D to here today. So we're entering the the home stretch here, the message part, you know, what weekend insight can listeners take away to really make a Monday impact? And you've certainly given them a lot of food for thought, Dr. D, but, you know, a couple of things that I've picked up just, you know, talking with you, you know, you are the gift, you know, really think of it as the people first. And that's, you know, again, really hits home with me. And one thing that I, I can't help but bring up here as well, you hold my hat while you kick my ass. That's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's you in a nutshell. Perfect. But uh, if we are uninhibited, why not live outrageously? And these, and these types of things, like, you know, when I've been speaking with you, really hits home with me. But, you know, give, give it to everybody. You know, what weekend insight can they take home to really make Monday impact on Monday morning? If they truly want to be effective leaders, they have to be effectively them. So it puts emotional intelligence is really understanding how your emotions govern your reactions as well as your responses. Because when you've developed your emotions to a level where you know what your triggers are, you know what brings you up, you know what brings you into depression or a sense of powerlessness or lost and overwhelmed. And you know, you find ways in how to move out of that and into your healthier self. We're all human. We all go into depression. We go into anxiety. We go into fear. We go into sense of hopelessness. Um, Whatever other stories we tell ourselves, we create all these emotional reactions 
But again, to me, the biggest thing is that those are reactions. When you can be aware of emotional intelligence, you never react. You only respond. So you understand what's going on. When you know yourself well enough that you can bring who you truly are to the table, if you're a thought leader, you're going to be creative every moment of the day. If you are a team leader, you're going to know what your team needs and you can manage them well and then become a leader if you choose. Know the difference, right? So with emotional intelligence, you're aware of what makes you tick. So true. It's home. Tugs at my heartstrings. Heart-centered leadership. A friend sent me this quote right before the show today. And I, I thought it was, um, get your take on it real quick. Thought it was somewhat applicable. Said the way we do anything is the way we do everything. We take us everywhere we go. We take us everywhere we go. And some of the illusions I see people do where they'll say, I'm like this at home and I'm like this in the office. No, you're not, sweetheart. Um, you may be more of it one place than another, but who you are is who you are. You take it everywhere you go. And when you're a leader at home, you intuit what needs to get done and you make it happen. You don't wait to be asked. When you're a leader at the office, you intuit what needs to be done and you take it to the next level. That when you truly are present, you're comfortable enough and you don't have confidence, you have certainty. I know who I am. I claim that I am that is me. I am, and I own it with certainty, not confidence. Then whenever I can see something that needs to be done, my ability, my experience, my wisdom, and this is applicable to everybody, your experience, your wisdom, it gives you permission to take everything to the next level of support and make it happen. And that's what leadership is, taking it to the next level and making it happen. But we do that when we walk with that I am, owning all of us, the limitations, as well as the strengths, the failings, as well as, you know, to me, it's the divinity, as well as the humanity. Own the divinity and humility, which says I am extremely gorgeously unique, but never special, right? There's a lot of quotes that I like to live by, and there's one that always comes up that it's a go-to for me, and it's a Janis Joplin quote. She says, don't compromise yourself, you're all you've got. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about here. So Dr. D, I can't thank you enough for being on the show with me today. Before we let everybody go, we're going to have some fun and revisit my favorite three questions. Uh, Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, uh, (laughs) Dr. D is a big Meryl Streep fan. So her favorite movie character is Meryl Streep playing Donna in Mamma Mia. So considering this is Mother's Day and, you know, you've given us some great, like, heartfelt advice here. You know, the story of a bride, bride bride-to-be, trying to find her real father, told using the songs. It's like, there's some beautiful music that we made here today and now some beautiful pictures that I have of you here. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? All day, all night. I love a powerful, ballsy woman. My God. definitely got that from a lot of our discussions here i I have a picture of her saying stop growing and that's something dr d would never say she would want you to grow every single day but uh in case i didn't tell you i do like to join the guest in whatever pictures i have of them so you know if you see in the corner there there's a 
handsome looking gentleman that looks kind of like me. Uh, but, you know, I, it's, I'm a, I was always big into musicals. I actually have, I don't think I've sat through the movie, but I did see Mamma Mia when it was, when it was in New York City. I saw the show, loved it. Um, also, another very powerful woman that uh, came about in the discussion of favorite movie characters was Loretta from Moonstruck. Yes. And it's funny because the next picture I have on here of Loretta says, snap out of it. <laughs> and I could just, I feel like I could hear Dr. D saying that to me or to anybody that she's training. And obviously I couldn't hesitate to more make than once, More than once. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hesitate to make myself Nicolas Cage because any chance <laughs> I have to do that, I do that. Uh, but, you know, story of a bookkeeper from Brooklyn finds herself difficult situation when she falls for the brother of the man she's agreed to marry. No uh, shortage of head trash to deal with there. Um, favorite movie or TV show? We got a movie and a TV show. So the favorite movie is... Oh, actually, right before I get there, there was actually a picture of Cher versus Meryl Streep for the Academy Awards in 1988. So I couldn't help putting your face on there. I just I really couldn't help myself. But uh, favorite movie is P.S. I Love You. So young widow discovers that her late husband has left her 10 messages intended to help ease her pain and start a new life. This one really hit home for me. You know, I like to assume positive intent. It tends to give you a better outlook on things. Here's an absolutely terrible situation where the messages can be a painful reminder of somebody who you've lost, but the intent was so overwhelmingly positive that it creates a great story and a feeling for the audience, as opposed to some of our discussions of leaders who just blurt out whatever feelings they have at the moment very reactively that are often selfish and looking backwards instead of looking forwards. So I thought there was some great, you know, uh, analogies to be made there tv show favorite tv show is new amsterdam which i personally have not gotten into yet uh but a new medical director breaks the rules to heal the system at america's oldest public hospital i know that uh you know dr d believes in hard to be a saint when you're so naughty uh but you know really kind of breaking the mold and get, getting some new ideas out there is definitely part of the repertoire i would think right dr d it absolutely is yeah and I know that you're all about being disruptive and innovative. So a guy that's kind of disrupting the, the norm, right, is, is, yeah. is all good for you. Being uh, disruptive is a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> and getting on to the end, because we're running short on time here, your favorite musical instrument. You did give me a couple. You said the guitar and Bob Marley was one of your answers. And I love that. You know, make way for the positive day yeah. and positive vibration. And I want to love you and treat you right. Just all things that emanate from Dr. D, but also the piano and John Legend. And I, I just couldn't help myself. I put myself in every picture here with you as John Legend. So John and Chrissy, uh, Dr. D, this has been an absolute blast. Really appreciate you. Um, some quick uh, contact information, AskDorothy.com. You guys Google Dorothy Martin Neville, published author. You will find her everywhere. We're going to be talking about next week. Are you for real estate? A lot of craziness in the real estate world now. We're going to talk to my buddy, David Bookbinder, residential and commercial real estate attorney in my home state of New Jersey. This has been a great pleasure. Once again, Dr. D, stay with us next week, 11 a.m. Eastern time for more Always Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you then.
listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 